0: Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung.
1: It's a very fulfilling life, living your life in honor of making a difference for people and them really creating accomplishment for themselves and loving their lives. And that's what it's all about for me.
0: Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zong, and today is a very personal conversation for me in a lot of ways. I have Kelly Townsend here talking about reinventing your future, but Kelly Townsend is a personal friend of mine, but she's also been my business coach and a personal friend of mine for a very long time. She has spent more than 25 years in the business world and 20 years coaching and training the top executives in the world in all different areas, healthcare, finance, people all over the world. I can't even say enough about her. She's trained in ontology, but there's really, I don't even know all the different areas. She has made such an impact in my life and in so many people's lives. So it is my honor to welcome you, Kelly Townsend, to this show and to this podcast. Thank you for thank being you. here.
1: Thank you. for inviting me. I'm just thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, it's, it's an honor uh, for me as well. So thank you.
0: So, I have referred to you so many times. People who follow me on a regular basis they know that I've talked about this business coach that I've had, and um, I want you to kind of go back and talk a little bit about your background and who you are and how you got started in this business.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, well, that, as you said, it's been a long. That was a long time ago, uh, but you know, inside of uh, what you were starting to create with me about reinventing the future. I was actually in that place for myself. I just had Ricky, my daughter, she was seven months old and I wanted to reinvent myself. I wanted to, you know, I've always been a career minded person and I, I was really searching for something that would really inspire me, um, for my new future, you know, being a mother and, uh, and working and, um, I did a weekend program that was uh, all about exploring yourself and what's possible for you. And I was so blown away by what I got out of that weekend that when I was sitting in the weekend and the leader was making such a big difference with people, it was shocking to me. And I thought, wow, wow. I really want to make a difference with people and I want to do what this leader is doing. (laughs) And that was the beginning of a whole new life uh, for me. Um, And then, you know, one of the things that I like to create is mastery and whatever I take on. So, um, you know, I've actually gotten pretty good at it and, uh, and I love it. And I've coached, as you said, thousands of people and, Uh, It's a very fulfilling life, living your life in honor of making a difference for people and them really creating accomplishment for themselves and loving their lives. And that's what it's all about for me.
0: Yeah. So we started working together a very long time ago. I was actually in transition um, going from, I had practiced law and then I had, um, Decided to be a financial advisor, and then I was going back to practicing law at the time. And one of the first lessons that you taught me was about not making a situation wrong in order to make a, a new situation right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: How about that
1: yeah, that's really great. Uh, it's so interesting because I just came off a conversation with someone <laughs> exactly about that, that you know sometimes we have futures or you know something we've been up to. And that future just kind of expires, you know, it's not enlivening for you. It's not you know the best expression of of what's possible for you. And many times what people do in relationship as well, um, is they make they have to make wrong the situation or the people in that situation before they leave. And um, one of the things that we talked about was if you're going to create a future, you want to create a future not with a whole bunch of incompletions uh, from the past as well. So if you're going to create a new future, you can you can create it very powerfully by not making the past wrong or the situation you're in wrong to do it, and that's what people automatically do is to justify leaving or you know taking something else on. That's what they'll do. Uh, so, and you you are great at that, <laughs> you know. And uh, and it's it's interesting because people really. Any time that you're going to make any situation wrong, whether you're leaving or not, you've basically left. <laughs> because you're when you make people in situations wrong, you're you've left the relationship. You're not connected anymore. You're not you're not being true to the honor of that relationship. So um, I think what you're pointing to, Rebecca, is really key in being successful and because you're ongoingly reinventing yourself. So how you do that is you give up making people in situations wrong.
0: Yeah, it's so hard though. I mean, because it's so natural to want to like justify um, and and especially narcissists do that all the time. You know, they want to justify you know, making the other person wrong in order to make the new situation right. Um, I think it's so common, but that was so eye-opening to me. Like, you know, you can still wish your past situation well. And, um, and hey, you never know when you might, you know, it's like whole, the whole thing about not burning bridges or whatever. Right. I mean, you never know. Right. So I, that, was, that was a really, really um, interesting and eye-opening thought process to me. Um, and so one of the next lessons that you taught me um, was um, that I was having this whole thought process around, oh, I am, you know, I was a lawyer and now I'm going... Um, you know, I was a financial advisor, and now I'm going back into being a lawyer. And I thought, people, you know, around here are just going to think I am such a huge flake. Like, what, this girl, like, she has no <laughs> idea, like, what she wants. And lawyer, financial advisor, back to being a lawyer. She's so flaky. And I remember you said to me, and this is a lesson that I teach people all the time, especially in negotiations, but in life in general. And I tell people all the time, no matter what you take away from whatever I teach you, please take this away from this. And I always give you credit for it. And you said, people will think what you tell them to think. And I remember you said, you can tell them to think that you're a flake, or you can tell them to think that you're the only lawyer that has a financial background. So you are actually more qualified than any of the other attorneys in town because no other attorney in town has a financial background. And so I decided to market myself that way. And lots and lots of people ended up hiring me because of that. Mm -hmm. And that was such a powerful lesson to learn. So tell us more about that.
1: Well, you know this is kind of fun for me the learning what these lessons, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that. That's what she got left with. That's pretty cool. Um, well,, um, I love that you share that with people. Uh, because it, it really is about our capacity to create and to create life and to create a listening in the world for us. So which you, are masterful at, right, is is really creating your life and then executing that life that you created. Uh, You're one of the best uh, at that. And um, so I'm glad that you share that lesson because it is a very powerful thing. You know, we have a tendency to think that we can just, that we can use language to, Uh, represent or predict what's already there for us. And the real capacity that we have as human beings is to create in language. Um, And one of the things I love in in watching your career is you're someone who creates and makes something happen that wasn't going to happen. You literally do that ongoingly. uh, And that you're sharing that with people to me is... uh, uh, It's just the integrity of that, you know, is uh, very powerful, Rebecca.
0: So I'm so glad that you brought up the word integrity, (laughs) because that is a huge piece of what you teach. And um, and not now most people think of integrity as, um, you know, doing what you say you're going to do or something like that, which is a big Part of it, of course, mm-hmm. but in your world, integrity is so much more than that too. And I want you to share integrity of your word and integrity of the, the whole... It, it, there's a, an expanded understanding of what that means and, and, and keeping your your promises to yourself. And to me, that whole idea of creation... And, and and creating something from your word and then keeping your words is, um, is all part of that integrity. I, I want you to explain that.
1: Yeah, and critical to the, uh, what you're uh, creating here around integrity. Uh, what's critical in that conversation, uh, and as you know, we have a lot of conversations about it, that um, we like to work inside of what Mike Jensen, Uh, Harvard Emeritus uh, created, where he he was creating integrity distinct from morality, legality, and ethics. And he's just looking at integrity as itself. So he saw the value in that in working with organizations, because what people do is they collapse integrity with morality. In other words, kind of like what you were talking about, it's like people look at integrity like doing the right thing. You know, the the problem with doing the right thing is what's right for Rebecca might not be right for John or, but do you know what I mean? Like that. So it's very subjective in nature. And what he did is said, hey, let's just look at integrity, not as a virtue phenomenon, but as a practical phenomenon, you know, like what you were pointing to. Did you do what you said said you were going to do? Do you, are you doing what you know to do? What's expected of you? Um, and uh, are you true to you know, who you say you are and the stand that you take, and are you honoring your uh, legal agreements that you've made and, th- and that type of thing. So um, what's powerful about that is it, people begin to see that, wow, that really impacts performance. When I'm looking at integrity as who I am as a person literally is my word. So I'm not my bank account. I'm, you know, I'm not my house. I'm not, you know, uh, who I am is word and my word. And that word, I have a capacity to create, like as we talked about earlier. So if you live your life inside of who I am as a person is my word, a whole world of word opens up for you. And I like what you were saying about, uh, you know, you're well I work with a lot of people and they'll say well I do a pretty good job of keeping my agreements with people who I don't keep my agreements with is myself you know so if I said I was going to go to the gym or you know or uh, <laughs> who's that <laughs> Sebastian
0: come and say hello
1: Sebastian hello what a beautiful dog um so um, the thing about your word that, that's so great is that, that you have gotten is you've got to be true to yourself first, uh, which is so critical. And for all the people that follow you, Rebecca, you know, th- for them to get that oh no, the, I need to get what is integrity for me? What has integrity for me? and my own performance in life and, and what am I going to be about? Um, and, you know, a lot of people around you are going to have a lot to say about you, but you actually, you know, your job is to be true to yourself and to honor your word to yourself and others. And, um, and uh, once again, I think it's been uh, really great that you have gotten that and also shared that with a lot of people because how you have your life work is. You honor your word to yourself and others. Um, And that really is a foundation for living that creative life uh, that you have uh, mastered so well.
0: Thank you. Well, I I mean, I think it's really important for people to understand that because and and I, I think Another distinction that I think is important in the work that you do is the um, the created future versus the default future. And I, I want you to actually um, distinguish that for people as well, because there's a redemptive power in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is so incredible that... If, you, if you're not careful, it's it also, um, well, I explain that.
1: Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. You don't have to take what they say as fact. You don't have to take it. It's Somebody says what they say, I got. That's one possible view. But I'm not constituting myself as that, given you have that view. Did you know
0: that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day? But according to the EPA, it's two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. I know for us and our family, our family has struggled with allergies to dust mites and mold and all sorts of things. And that's why we have loved using an air purifier. And Air Doctor has been amazing for us. And it has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. And it filters out 99.9% of dangerous contaminants such as allergens and pollen and pet dander and all sorts of bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. And it's super quiet and much more quiet than other ordinary air purifiers. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use your promo code, Your Best Life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off, exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to AIRDOCTORPRO.com ocom and use the promo code, Your Best Life. exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash bestlife to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best life. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. SoberLink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. SoberLink's real time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com.
1: Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. There in fact there's
0: always a cost to a lack of trust. So so um in, in a in a without the research, you can think of a lock, right? If I don't trust you, I put a lock on something. The only reason I put a lock on it is because I don't trust you. If I had trust, I wouldn't put a lock on it.
1: And now we return to today's show. Yeah, I, well, I I think one of the best ways to explain it is to actually just share, you know, the, you know, when you talk about a default future, you know, we all have experiences from the past, you know, it's uh, that, that we made decisions about and, uh, you know, one, one for myself was when I was, uh, five years old and I was on the sidewalk uh, with my bike. I just came to Pocatello, Idaho. I was uh, uh, from Germany and I was there with my aunt and uncle. My They were just a few years older than me, actually. My mom was the oldest of seven children. And so I'm there on the sidewalk. I've got my my German bike, which I was all excited to, to be there. I, the only problem was I didn't know how to ride it um, and my sister was there and the three of them pedaled off on their bicycles and left. And I yelled out to my sister, I hate you. I remember yelling that. And then I was like, oh, they don't want to play with me. You know, they they don't like me. They don't want to play with me. And I took my bike and I walked it around the neighborhood. Um, and that conversation for me ended up to be a conversation that people don't like me and people don't want to play with me. And I moved 14 times growing up and every new school, the you know, new place I was at, I took on a, a way of being called being tough. So if somebody looked at me, I'd be like, what are you looking at? You know, I mean, I was like, I was so sure that people didn't like me. I was completely unlikable. I mean, you know, I mean, it was just awful, you know, and, and, you know, people always wanted to fight me and then I'd go home and cry to my mom and blah, 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 you know, so I had this whole conversation, people don't like me. And it was actually in that program that I did that I actually distinguished that as a default future for myself. And I could see in all those times that I had moved that I was truly being unlikable and I was living inside that default future. So, you know, we all have situations like that, that we bring into our relationships, that we, we bring into our uh, work environment and mostly they go undistinguished by people. So they continue on and, They and it gets worse through the years, actually. Um, but when you can distinguish and take responsibility for that kind of conversation, you can then put that conversation back in the past where it belongs, uh, which is so great because what does that create for you, Rebecca? All kinds of space, right? Space to create and to create new ways of being. And it was really interesting for me, Rebecca, because you know, when I got that distinguished. It was so interesting because, you know, at some point when I was in that program, I was like, wow, is everybody getting this? Because this is amazing. This is amazing that you can create a future. And, and I had this default future and I could put it in the past and I, I could reinvent myself. You know, it was. And when I was looking around the, the room at the other people and I was concerned that they were getting it, that was even new for me rebecca i don't think i've ever shared that with you but that was new that i actually cared about the people around me and that they were getting that their life was a possibility and you know from that moment on that is literally what i have been driven to create is to give people that opportunity to be in that kind of conversation You know, and it's like all the people who that you've worked with over the years that you've spoken to, that there is a possible future for them distinct from that default future. So, you know, it's.
0: Right. You don't have to just be. And and the way I look at it is like, if you want to look for that evidence in reality that, you know. It's like the way I look at it is like if you if you want to look for all the red cars on the road, you're gonna find all the red cars, right? Really and awesome. and if you start looking for um blue cars, you'll start seeing blue cars instead. Um, and 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 so you know, if you want to decide that you're a different kind of a person, you'll start seeing different things uh, showing up for yourself. And I know for me, when I decided that I was a different kind of a person than you know the kid who was bullied on the playground for being half Chinese, I and instead I'm a powerful expression of what's possible. I started seeing things showing up in my world of you know of of being a powerful person of being a powerful expression of what's possible, you know you see what's happening in my world as a result of
1: that absolutely you're you are a clear demonstration of that,
0: right, but that it didn't happen like oh, I'm, a, I'm a victim of everything. And then the, the world showed up for me as being a powerful thing. I had to decide it in, inside first, you know, so you, you created inside yourself first. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that you never have bad thoughts or you never have, you know, hurtful things or whatever. And I know, you know, when I was dealing with some stuff, you know, even with, you know, covert narcissist in my life a couple of years ago, you and I had these conversations again, and I went back to you and we had these conversations. And I, I want to go um, into that a little bit because um, I loved a lot of the things that you said even then. Um, and um, I mean, one of the things that you said, which I think is really, really important uh, is it's not what people are saying, it's how it lands for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want you to talk about that because that was really, really powerful for me because it, it's it's that incomplete wound or something that's open inside of you, right? Because if somebody calls you a banana or whatever, you'd be like, um, okay, okay whatever, right? (laughs) Obviously I'm not a banana. So, okay. Right. So obviously if somebody says something to you and it bothers you, there's something going on. So talk about that.
1: Oh boy. There's a whole bunch there. Um, I'm I'm just thinking right now, like what side of that do I (laughs) want to take? But I think, um, first of all, there's, there's, how, how we express ourselves, obviously in language, is in through our listening and our speaking. Yeah. So a lot of people say what, you know, people just speak, right? They they talk. And how it lands in another's listening can be very different than what somebody said. And, you know, that's the the filtering system uh, of the brain. And 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 most people don't think about how they're listening to uh, a conversation. So there's getting what somebody says is literally just what somebody says. And it doesn't have to land on you. You know, it's like, People have opinions, people have judgments, people have assessments of you. And if somebody says to you, you're opinionated or you're uh, uh, hard on people or you're clinical or you're, when people say things like that, that you, you don't have to take what they say as fact you don't have to take it it's somebody says what they say i got that's one possible view but i'm not constituting myself as that given you have that view does that make sense what i'm saying rebecca yeah yeah you know so and like in the situations and the people that you support and help you know there's when you're around someone who tells you well this is who you are you know, you have a choice in how you want to listen to what somebody is saying to you. And you want to look, you know, for your own growth and development, oh, I'm landing that way for that person. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's who I am. And many times when you've got somebody around you who's this is how you are and that's how you are like that, that people start to take that on like that, that must be who they are and they get small in that. Um, And the opportunity is to get what somebody's saying, just as what they're saying, one possible view, but not the truth about you. Is that helpful?
0: It's just, yeah, it's like, you know, that that's, I understand that that's your opinion. You are entitled to say what you want to say, but that doesn't make it true. It just means that that's what you're saying, that those are the words that are coming out of your mouth,
1: yeah, which comes from a particular listening, uh, some filtering system, something that serves that person's default future, <laughs> you know, that is many times, you know, not distinguished by people at all, you know, and that's why they hear themselves as their opinions as facts rather than as opinions. Um, so I think that's useful to get too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that I teach people how to do is, you know, say something to, to kind of diffuse the situation as saying things like, I agree that that is your opinion because, you know, then they hear the words, I agree. Mm. And, and so that diffuses the situation because you're saying, I agree, but you didn't really agree with anything You're just saying, I agree that that's your opinion. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, uh, another option in that as well is the, just recreating what somebody says, right? You know, so without any opinion or anything about it yourself, if somebody says, hey, I think you're, uh, uh, you're not a hard worker and you're, you know, like that, then you go, okay, I get that you're, in your view, I am not a hard worker. I'm lazy. I'm this. but well, Yeah, you know, whatever that is. It's like, I got it. I got it. So. I, I get that that's what you think. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And because that, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And i it, it, that can really work. Um, uh, yeah. with people, too. Yeah. It certainly yeah. will take the charge out of somebody's upset if you do that.
0: Right, right. So um, I, I want to get in a couple of the other things that you say, because I think they're really um, important. Um, and that is that we are meaning-making machines. Um, you know, as you say, that life is empty empty and meaningless, and it's empty and meaningless, that it's empty and meaningless, because we're meaning-making machines. Uh, and um, I think that this was a really, really... Um, eye-opening thing for me and I, I always try to catch myself when I'm like filling in the gaps uh, sometimes when I'm like just make, making assumptions about what somebody may or may not be thinking um, and I'm, I feel like I'm I've trained myself better on this now I don't mm-hmm. think I'm I definitely am not perfect at this but I do try to I think I'm definitely better at this so talk about that
1: well uh, it, it, it really gets to uh something that we were talking about earlier which is you 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 literally are the author of your life and um through the meaning that you add to what's happening you know and um and that's why we use that uh term meaning making machines because that's the the brain is always adding meaning to whatever is happening and uh so Being able to get that it's an automatic, uh, you know, automatic response uh, to what's happening in life is there's what's happening, what happens. And then right away as a human being, you make it mean something. And then you think that what you made it mean is what it meant. You know, so when I was talking about being the five year old uh, with the bicycle, um, what what happened was people pedaling off, the meaning that I added was they don't like me. People don't like me. People don't want to play with me. And then I live like that's really what it meant. You know, so, Um, I I think it's great that you continue to practice that. uh, Oh, look what I just made that mean. Oh, look what I just made that mean, you know, and get that the brain is always adding meaning. It's not actually even you per se, because it's happening automatically. So it's valuable to get and that other piece of it, which is, okay, so the brain's always adding meaning to what's happening. And I got to get I'm the author of my life. So what is it that's having me make it mean what I'm making it mean? Um, that's useful. Um, and then to also get that situations don't mean what you're making them mean,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, so, and, and
0: that thoughts are just energy.
1: Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's like you know, I it is the I think the keys to the kingdom, man, to really get that wow, who I am as a person is word. And I have an opportunity to manage my listening uh, of how I'm listening to people and the meaning that I am adding to life. And if I'm gonna do that as a human being, why not create meaning that really inspires and empowers me? And you know, really has me fulfill on uh, the possibility that I am for the world. You know, so you, it's just, it's an amazing life, isn't it? And, and I really appreciate what you said too, Rebecca, about, yeah, I mean, there are, given that that's the case with your brain and it's always adding that meaning, for you to be able to stop and get that distinguished is just so useful, uh, just in life. Because, you know, when, when you start to hear the chatter of the brain uh, and it just goes on and on and on, and you get that that's not you you know, then you can free yourself in when you're distinguishing that from those thoughts. So they become thoughts, not, it's like the brain thoughting rather than you making up a whole bunch of stuff that's not real.
0: Well, it becomes real though. So (laughs) you're gonna, the key to reinventing your future is managing those thoughts and creating your future from your word and deciding, you know, what what it's going to be.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: if you don't, it's going to be something you don't want.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So once again, getting back to that you are the author of your life. So given that you're the author of your life, uh, you want to play pay close attention to what am I saying and how am I listening? And yeah, it's, and what's going to be my say, Um, which that's just so powerful.
0: All right, so people who are listening, give them some homework. What would they start with?
1: Oh my gosh, okay, homework. Uh, Well, gosh, there's so many things. Uh, Let's see, so one piece of homework would be To actually look and see, well, you know, what do I think my default future is? And, you know, if there's some default future or predictable future, what could I create newly that would be worth transforming that future for? You know, it's, uh, you know, one of the things, Rebecca, I'm creating this year, I'm doing this alumni series and we're going to create our impossible promise. And, uh, you know, it's like, what's your impossible promise? You know, what's a promise you could make? And who's making that promise? Is it a default future making that promise? Or is it a promise that's created as an opportunity for self-expression? So um, if... If you were to take something like that on, you'd have to take on your word and your word to yourself. So I would do an integrity audit. Am I doing what I said I was gonna do? Am I doing what I know to do? Am I living true to who I say I am? And everywhere you're not doing that, to actually clean it up and to get really good at living like who I am as a person actually is my word. So are you being true to your word? What do you think? Is that good homework? Is it too much?
0: <laughs> no, I think that's great homework. Where can people learn more about you and get in touch with you, follow you, all that good stuff?
1: Oh, well, um, I, Kelly at um, Leaders Team. So our website is uh, leadersteam.com. And I've got a great team of coaches and Uh, I would love to hear from people and I appreciate uh, you saying that, Rebecca.
0: All right, go follow her, check her out. And um, I'll put your Instagram link as well so they can follow you on Instagram. And um, yeah, I mean, she has made a tremendous impact on my life. And uh, so go and check her out, Kelly Townsend of the Leaders Team.
1: Thank you, Colleen. Thank you.
0: I love you. Love you. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life.